The layering of the script and the world and like how it all links together into like real sort of social terms is I think incredible because at the same time it is also just like a Thank you very much for listening, guys. You're listening to 111, all the ones of Flixwatcher podcast. Hello, welcome. Joining us today in the Flixwatcher studio, we have Clarice. Hi. Adele. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're reviewing Snowpiercer. Come find us on Twitter at FlixwatcherPod. Visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings and don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. So all films were available on Netflix at the time recording, guys. Just as a bit of a warning, there is some bad language and there will be spoilers. You have been warned. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast. Joining us today, we have Clarice and Adele. If you would like to tell the listeners about what you do, please... So, uh, I write about movies for The Independent. And, and who are you? Sorry, just so we... Oh, sorry. My name is Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> I am 28 years old. And, and your national insurance number is? Sorry. I actually don't know okay. <laughs> on the top of my head. So, it's that okay. doesn't work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I write about movies for The Independent and uh, occasionally sit in for Mark Mode on the Komodo Mayo film show. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel called That Darn Movie Show that I occasionally post on, hopefully more. And yeah, and I tweet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, my name's Adele and I do know my national insurance number because I recently received one. Thank you uh, to the Queen for giving me <laughs> a uh, national insurance number. At, at the moment, the Queen is entertaining Donald Trump. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't need to. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm an Australian living in London and I uh, host a YouTube channel called Roll Credits talking about, you know, all things movies and TV and all that fun stuff. Uh, and also a new video producer at Facebook, which is fun. It's actually been like really fun starting that job. So yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Well done. That means you can spend less time on the films, doesn't it? It does. I'll be doing a little bit less on the film criticism side. Um, but you'll have more money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of swings and roundabouts, but doesn't it? Yeah. Be, I'll also be uh, working on world domination at Facebook. So, you know. Um, so we are talking today about Snowpiercer. <laughs> Sorry, I was just saying, you gave away the secret. I know, yeah. Mark is going to yeah, kill her. <laughs> Uh, we're talking today about Snowpiercer, which was your choice, Clarice. Yes. Can you tell us uh, what happens in the film and then also tell us why you chose it? Yeah, so uh, Snowpiercer is by a amazing Korean director called um, Bong Joon-ho, mm -hmm. who, uh, if anyone was following the Cannes Film Festival, he won for Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. And I'm very happy about that. Uh, but this is a 2013 film, which is a sort of dystopian based I think it's based on French comics um, and the film opens pretty much in our present day with a voiceover describing how it appeared to stop global warming 
uh, all the governments have released this chemical called CW7 into the air and boom to boom it accidentally freezes the <laughs> entire world and so the only survivors left are all packed into this one train that was created by this mysterious man called Wilford and we follow the people right at the very back of the train and they're trying to get to the front because the train is a metaphor for society. Boom. So the people at the back of the train are the working lower classes <laughs> and they're going to revolt and they're going to get to the front of the train where the ruling classes are. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's basis, basically a Marxist revolution, but set in a train. Helen, what were your thoughts on Snowpiercer? Um, so this film has been around for ages and... I've wanted to see it because it didn't really get much of a release when it came out properly. Well, I I don't know what happened to it. So it basically came out and a few people saw it and said, this is amazing. Uh, and then I've spent the years ever since going, but how can I watch it? Where can I find it? And, and now it's arrived and I was, it would it already been added onto my list um, to watch. Um, and then thank you for choosing it. Um, these things kind of happened at the same time and it was like, oh, shining light, happiness. I thought it was great. <laughs> nice. Is that it? But just uh, thought yeah, it was great. Um, um, <laughs> Anything I, else to expand on that greatness? So <laughs> I, what I, what I, the one thing when watching it is, um, this obviously came out in 2013 and um, between that coming out and me watching it, Chris Evans is now obviously... Uh, Captain America so it was kind of weird watching him in something where he wasn't Captain America but still obviously when you watch it because it's it's Chris Evans you just want him you want him to win because he's Chris Evans and Captain America and he has to win so um, that I thought that was kind of weird watching because obviously when this would have came out he probably wasn't as ingrained as being Captain America and also Tilda Swinton who I will watch in anything yeah. and she's brilliant and she's fantastic in this and yeah it's just really interesting and visually kind of weird and quirky and I also like kind of the really extreme like nasty horrible bits in it. Adele? Yeah this is a this is a brilliant uh, allegory of a film. Um, I was going to add to what you said about the release. I do believe it had a Netflix release in the US this film Snowpiercer because it was acquired uh after its Korean release. And no, for the US, it had a Weinstein release and Weinstein wanted to chop it down. And uh, Bong was like, no. So they were back and forth for such a long time. So it was already releasing on DVD in the European market before it even had its cinema release in the US or some kind of shenan yeah. shenanigans like that. But then it was never released in the UK no. cinematically, which is why a lot of people in the UK just never got a chance. Mm -hmm. It was one of those yeah. films that like such back in the shame. 80s, like, have you seen... Have you seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It'd be like one of those films of people, only the f sparing yeah. few had seen it, for, yeah. but for all you the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah exactly. but this, with this with Snowpiercer, you definitely had to be in the know. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. to hear about this one. And I think it's finally coming on Netflix. I think probably it's probably in most territories because there's now going to be a TV show. Right. Which I think Netflix are producing because when you type Snowpiercer into Netflix, it shows both. So I'm assuming Netflix are at least They're hosting it, it yeah. distributing it. I did not know that there was a TV show coming. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. Okay, interesting. Because... Well, each, each episode they get a stage, they get a carriage further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not. I mean, it's quite a long train, but it's not it that is. long. But it is. It's super. It's a super long train, isn't it? It's a super long train. Yeah, yeah. but it's not like 
you know, 15 episode like <laughs> trade. I mean, it's kind of like Virgin Pendolino length, isn't it? I mean, they're no, no, it's longer than that because they had on uh, Virgin Pendolino. When you go around the corner, there's no point I could snipe on someone in the in the first carriage. And also, there's some points where the train was on the on the bridge over, but at the same time, you could see at the bottom. So I'd, I'd say like it's a mile long. I don't know, arbitrarily. Um, but it's such a great setting. Um, Films on trains generally are. Yeah, it's kind of it's of. kind of odd, isn't it? Um, train to Busan is a recent one, recent favorite of mine. Uh, uh, source code. Source code, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, Murder on the Orient Express is a is a classic one that people talk about but it seems to be like a, mm. an interesting setting for for a film in a, an enclosed space but at the same time the scene is changing all the time and there's opportunities to see externally an, an interesting an interesting kind of vista yeah and i think it's the idea of trapping characters in one location yeah i mean for murder murder on the orient express that's kind of how the whole plot works is that no one can leave and so you know that the murderer is one of the people on this train yeah and so for snowpiercer it's Almost kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, this entire society is contained within this one train. And the one person who's ruining your, ruining your life is is there. Yeah. You just have to get, get to them. him somehow. And so I think the fact that this entire film is about a forward propulsion, I mean, really gives it energy, you know, for talking about stuff that is engaging. I mean, this film is... So it's kind of addictive in a way because you're like, right, next carriage, next carriage. It's like <laughs> levels, leveling. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it split? I mean, I'm not sure about exactly, but the, the kind of three acts are split, feel like they're split from like the, the rear of the train, the middle of the train and the front of the train. And so it really does kind of give enough time in equal amounts of time to those sections. Yeah, there's definitely like a, something like that. I don't know. That's kind of how it felt on watching it. it might not be exact. Yeah, that makes because there's there's this kind of the rear end of the train is very much the working class, like really oppressed section, and they're all in yeah in rags and dirty clothes and horribly tortured and having to eat like these disgusting protein blocks. And then you have kind of the middle section is like a middle class because everyone's kind of well off yeah. but they're still working and they're still kind of working for the man and then you have the front section where it's just like an orgy <laughs> it was literally an orgy it is just an orgy it's a big old orgy because I guess that's what rich people do after watching this film since I've seen since uh, every time I see now someone eating a protein bar I just think one of those protein block things and Yuck. go Bleh. yeah because it's not made out of cool stuff <laughs> Um, let's talk about the cast in this. You talked about Chris Evans, who this came out after. It came out after Captain America, yeah. the uh, first Avenger. Um, but but he had been in films. He had been in films for quite a while. He was in Fantastic Four's one and two, the terrible films. Um, wasn't he in Not Another Teen? It wasn't Not Another Teen movie oh covered in, in whipped cream. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, so he was around and stuff. But this, I guess, this is part of his chances to. Um, this really showed really? off his like act, chops, acting chops, acting to chops. use that term. I mean, I don't think I'd seen no, him his guns. in anything so dark and gritty before. And he's got a beard. Because everyone was talking about his Infinity Cap- War yeah, beard. Yeah, it's Captain America beard. Well, he had a beard already, so calm <laughs> down, everyone. You were just not watching Snowpiercer. But not, not, fanatics. not when it was Johnny, Johnny uh, the, the Living Torch didn't have a beard, did he? The Human Torch no. didn't have a he had one in Scott materials. Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, that's the other one I was thinking. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a small role in that. But it's such a great role. So good. Um, 
it's it's, a, it's it's kind of a mixed cast. It's a little bit weird because it's kind of a little bit like, oh, there's loads of Brits in it, but then also America. <laughs> so it's kind of got, it's really bizarre in that. I quite, you know, Jamie Bell, I don't oh. like Jamie Bell in it. And Jamie Ed Harris, Bell. who yeah. doesn't like Ed Harris and John Hurt in, in films. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me a lot. It, every single person came on the screen. I was like, "Is that yeah. is that Jamie Bell? Yeah. Is that is that Spud from Train Spotting? Uh, is that kind of is that kind of <laughs> is that kind of is, yeah? It is. Um, and you talked about Tilda Swinton before. And yeah, she's like, great. I think like her and Tony Collette are like when they come on a, onto a film, they're just knockouts every single time. She's brilliant in this. She was great in uh, Okja as well. Uh, Bong Joon Ho's another film that's on Netflix with uh, directed by him. Um, it's just it, it, the sta- the cast is generally amazing, and also yeah. I don't I don't know the name of the of the, um, the main Korean guy that helps him out, but he's in a lot of uh, films yeah. in, Song in Kang Ho, yeah. I think it's pronounced that way, and he's been in most of Bong Joon Ho's movies, uh, Memories of a Murder. Uh, he's in the host. host. Yeah. yeah, he's the main character, so the host. Good. He's hysterical in the host, and he's in Parasite, the new one. So he's kind of like his go to guy. Yeah just because he's amazing and I feel like every character he's played has been very different and he's complete, just nailed it every time. And Octavia Spencer as well. Octavia Spencer, yes. Yeah, see this cast. Yeah, it's so a really yeah. strong cast, yeah. And that was another one, I was like, is that Octavia Spencer? That must have been definitely one of her earlier films. She had a decent role in this. You can say yes. Yes, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. It's not for podcasts. <laughs> um... And and I guess we talk about uh, films on a train, but also there's the kind of dystopian, comparing to other dystopian films. And I think at this time, there was the Hunger Games um, films as well, which kind of tie in with, you know, the the general arc of the Hunger Games film is trying to get to the capital and wreaking vengeance. And this has a similar kind of arc, albeit a lot more contracted time period, and finding that one person and taking them down to then hopefully free all the all the underclasses. Yeah, and visually it's quite similar mm. in terms of if you look at how the, the back end of the train addressed versus the front end has that same sort of capital, like ridiculous hair and like a lot of elbows. Uh, Pomposity. Yeah, yeah, like stuff on elbows and stuff on shoulders. It's like popping out. It's hard to describe, but there's like a similar design going on in between those with two all movies. The, with all the costuming and the... the yeah, it's yeah, just like ridiculous costumes for the rich people. <laughs> the decadence of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking at... Is, is uh, Chris Evans' beanie in this picture? Good. <laughs> he rarely takes the beanie off during the film. <laughs> it, was yeah. a, it was a very... It's kind of a tough film to watch. It's not an easy. It's not an easy watch. Um, you know, this next to Hunger Games. Obviously, Hunger Games is a YA, YA affair, isn't it? Youth adult, young adult affair. But this is very. It's very dark. Yeah, very dark and very brutal, uh, very bloody in, in places. The fight scenes don't really hold back, and I think that's a testament to Bong Joon Ho and the Korean filmmaking doesn't tend to hold hold any punches. Yeah, and just uh, like what I really, really love about him as a director is that. Like each of his movies has really been contained within its own genre. Like Okja is so different mm. to this. I mean, Okja is like sort of a still quite dark, but also sort of a cutesy like little girl and animal like fairy tale. It's like a Disney film, but yeah, with the like, like messed real. up stuff yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he manages to make all these very and the host is like a big monster flick. He manages to make these very different movies that each of them still contain this very strong 
social message. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, you could deconstruct Snowpiercer for days and like, yeah. how does it link up to the communist manifesto? Because there's that line where they're like, if we control the engine, we control the train. And it's like, oh yeah, seize the means of production. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the layering of the script and the world and like how it all links together into like real sort of social terms is... I think incredible because at the same time it is also just like a I mean, I was going to say fun. It's not fun, but <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> Engaging genre yeah. and yes. like I think the action scenes are quite cool even though they're really gory. gory. But the action know. scenes are amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those, the fight the fight choreography, it's really up close and personal and you know, it does feel very claustrophobic because the camera is like right up in their faces and there is no space there's in no that space, train. Yeah. Uh, and there's one particular fight scene um where they go through a tunnel yes. and all the lights go off. And obviously the, the it's dark. And uh, it's just like, yeah, it's it's so tense and you just hear bones crunching and uh, it's so well done. I really like that guy who's, he doesn't speak, does he? But he's got tattoos all over him. He's a really wily kind of fighter and he captures one of the guys mm. and he's got a tattoo that says die or surrender. And he, he kind of forces forces that, yeah. that interaction. Is that pick <laughs> I wish I had a tattoo that just had two choices on it I was thinking of, can it always will it always work no no um, like pizza or sushi <laughs> pick <laughs> but yeah I love that it, it works on those two levels you can sit and deconstruct it and look into all the meanings but at the same time just as a dystopian pick yeah. it works beautifully it's just like an action movie well yeah that's it because it's it's almost like in the same kind of vein as like the raid or the first john wick where it's characters get from a to b by destroying all the different things in the middle yeah and, and using lots of weapons yeah. my favorite bit is when octavia spencer cracks an egg on a child's face you, it's it really easy to miss. Yeah, she's kind of walking away from the camera right she full on kind of smashes an egg in a child's face and then eats the egg yeah I think I missed that. I must have missed that. When they're in, it's the scene when they're in the in, primary school. In the school bit, yeah. 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 I'm about to rewatch. the eggs come through. Well, just get that. Rewatchability factor. Well, it is. I think, <laughs> just well. went up a few points because <laughs> you have to see the Octavia Spencer egg scene. Um, this is also produced by Park Chan-wook. Um, and how much, is that, do you guys know much about their relationship? Because I like that I was trying to think, trying to work out if it's the same kind of relationship with um, Alejandro Inuritu and um, all the guys in Mexico. Um, I don't know if the, the Korean film industry has that kind of supportive structure that, that the Three Amigos, what are the, the Mexican guys called? I think it is the Three Amigos. Yeah. Which I was worried was offensive, but apparently they call themselves that. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah, it's just the three friends. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. of course. Um, nice. Isn't that like the three birds, the Disney, the three caballeros? I thought they would, never mind. <laughs> I'm not sure. Delete this bit. <laughs> going to stay in um but yeah the i mean the, the korean film has got has become a lot more prominent a lot bigger or at least pre, uh, korean directors have become maybe maybe it's just these two guys yeah have become more prominent i think in terms of like korean directors who have been able to make a name for themselves mm. in the west i mean those must be the two big guys and so i assume on a level it's just like they're famous enough that they can work together. They're like, you're famous, I'm famous. Let's, Let's do this. Together. <laughs> I don't really know the story beyond that. Well, no worries. Um, okay, let's head to the scores then. Welcome to the Flix Watcher scores. 
They are all out of five. Uh, you may have decimal places if you wish. Um, lowest you can go is zero, no minuses, please. And we will start with you, Clarice, with the recommendability score. I mean, five, five. I just love this movie. I'm a bit of a Bong Joon-ho, like, super stan. So just to warn you guys. A super stan? Yeah, I stan him hard. What does that mean? I just love him. Okay. Stan, like the Eminem song. Uh, oh. oh my God, I've never heard that. No, before. neither have I. Oh, I'm on the internet too much. It's like a teen thing. You stand somebody. Where's your accent from, by the way? Oh, it's. So I was born in the US and then I moved to the UK when I was like 10 and I just sound Australian for some reason. A lot know. of people do say you're Australian. Yeah. Everyone but, thinks but I'm Australian. I'm Australian. So do we? And, well, you, but you're like, no, sound. you're not one of us. Yeah. And I've never been to Australia. You're kind of like my first proper Australian friend. Oh, thanks. So, I mean, I think that's more shame on me for not having met more Australians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still a cool honour. I will take that honour. Thank you very much. Uh, and on that note, uh, recommendability from me. Uh, I would definitely recommend this film. I think it's pretty incredible, but it's probably not for everyone because it is quite uh, gory. And uh, yeah, I would say I'd give it a, a 4.5. 4.5. Helen. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, at one hand, it is kind of like an action oh. film. Yeah. Um, and then also it's kind of, you know, multi-layered comment on society. Uh, and then also, it's really fucking weird in places. Um, so I just tell Swinson generally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and then the bits like where people have obviously have their um, limbs burnt off by the extreme cold. Yeah, fun Isn't times. That crazy. Fun mm. times. What a crazy like way to punish somebody. Yeah, stick their arm outside. And, and if you ever like freezes off, got your finger stuck to a pole, you know, like how, how painful how that painful is. that is. Imagine like, that in your whole arm. I like that story where. Chris Evans' character was talking about when they first got to the back of the train and had to cut off other people's hands and they had to eat the weak first. And then eat the babies? Mm. Yeah. Mm. He's like, oh yeah, he said that he, he hated himself because he knew that, he knew that babies taste best. Mm. Mm. It's an horrific thing it's to horrific. And he says it in say. such a sort of sad, introspective way. And yeah. he's saying this really violent like stuff and it's it's such yeah. a disconnect and it's, it's like really moving kind of his reason it's like mm. i'm here because i ate a baby once mm. Mm. which is a pretty good level of guilt to be working through <laughs> so it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> um so sorry your recommendability score alan um so um 4.8 oof should say you never used to go past you, you always used to go for the, but then for you, the round numbers i think i'm balancing it out because you you've been quite sort of rounded with your scoring and i feel that we're missing some random decimal places here and there sure um i'm gonna go for 4.231 here because um <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a great film i'm i'm it's annoying it's taken so long to watch it i knew i was going to watch it at some point though and glad it came to netflix and glad that uh, you chose it for us clarice um I haven't seen many Bong Joon-ho films, but I will see. Have I'm you seen definitely, The Host? I haven't seen The Host. I haven't seen, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Parasite. Mm. Um, and well, we've reviewed before Okja, yep. so we've done that one. Um, but, uh, you know, it's clearly someone who you need to keep an eye on and, and any film that comes out. I didn't even know The Host was by him. Um, so that's probably one of the reasons I 
didn't haven't watched it, so I need to get on that case. It's quite hard to find, I think, as well. well this is probably the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anything that's not Okja is quite hard to find. Well, Okja was a Netflix release. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it? Which is like, thank you, Netflix, for finally allowing <laughs> Acknowledging. us to watch Wong Joon-ho. Well, this is the thing is that's the what internet. annoys me about the industry being all up in Netflix's face because The Irishman, which hopefully is amazing, wouldn't have happened without Netflix. Roma, which is amazing, wouldn't have happened without Netflix. True. So I don't, I don't know why they're so against Netflix when they're producing films, which are just awesome, which the rest of the industry wouldn't do. And I don't know if Archer would have been made without Netflix, but... I'm going to do a horrible name drop, but I interviewed Bong Joon-ho. Okja, and he explicitly said, yeah, he would never, no one was going to give him the money to make that movie. Because, you know, it's the animation. (laughs) Yes, and it's the CGI work that had to go into Okja, the creature. It's cost a lot of money in terms of, like, taking a chance on a weird animal film. (laughs) (laughs) And it's too much of a business for the people, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, they're just scared. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just a lot of white old men just going, we don't want these creative people making films that we can't control. Well, I think when they look back to the films that sank, literally sank studios like Waterworld and Cap- and the uh, Cutthroat Island, those are shit films. They sound like shit films anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we need to start making, well, keep Netflix going and Amazon Prime to a certain extent. We just need more of these films, which are, how can they not, how can they not make a film by Martin Scorsese featuring all of his like heavy hitters? I know. What's, what's the matter with you? Yeah, I guess it's just the cost because you know that, you know that everyone in that movie asked for somebody. (laughs) But I think that's the good thing about Netflix is that they don't really have that same... Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. make it, guys. Let's go crazy. Because they have more of a steady income, I guess. And they're just like, yeah. I want to see it. We want to see it. Bon Jono, have some cash. Go for it. Like, (laughs) they can take the risk because... You know, A, it doesn't really affect them that much if no one's watching the movie. And B, they also don't release their statistics, so no one will know. (laughs) Also, if you've got a Netflix subscription, if you watch a bad film on there, you're not automatically going to go, right, that's it. I'm never going to subscribe again. You're just going to go, thumbs down, next one. And And don't recommend. Yeah. (laughs) Don't come on here and pick it, please. Uh, Repeat viewing score. Um... Oh. Just out of interest, how many times have you had the pleasure of watching this? I think this is my third time watching it. Um, how did you get it the previous times? I would rather not say. <laughs> Dodgy guy in Camden. <laughs> Don't phone the police. <laughs> I mean, because it wasn't available, so I just had to find it by my own Illicit means. I'm not going to ask you how he did it, but, you know, I do think generally if you can't find a film by means to which through the normal channels and you, yeah. and you would happily pay through those channels, the normal yes. yeah. preferred way, then what's, you know, what's, what's a cinephile to do? Yeah, what you could say I was forced to commit a crime. Entrapment yes. <laughs> 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 or something? Could no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, ooh. Well, I don't know. I, I, I want to give it a really high score just because I think it's such an incredible movie but I feel like most people are not going to be putting Snowpiercer regularly on <laughs> it's not really much of a comfort movie it's all it's all about your opinion not, yeah. not the other 7.1 I mean, billion I'm definitely going to watch it many times again so I will give I'll give it a 4.5 
That seems fair and just. That seemed very diplomatic. I could see your like mind like going a million miles an hour. Just I would thinking so about get that. to the front of the train. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Talk, I'd talk my way to the front. <laughs> would you? But like, hey. Let just using through. using your own conversational skills. Yeah. Let me past. Okay. Look, I am a shoe and I do belong on the foot. <laughs> but my legs are really sore. Just thinking if I could just take a little stretch. Just a little sort And then bang, you just yeah. sprint to the front. Hey, sushi month. Well <laughs> Yeah. You could you could be like you could you could make a sequel. Sorry, the two. I did it, but easier. <laughs> <laughs> Snow the two, the shortcut. Um, um, yes, okay. Adele. For me, repeat viewing. Yes, I don't think it's uh, something that you you kind of need to watch. You know, multiple times. I well, I don't think because I think it because it is. Um, but now I'm just convincing myself the other way. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I I was I would give this one a three. A three. Mm-hmm. Helen. Um, so I've only seen this once and I think I will probably want to watch it at least another time um, because there's there's quite a lot going on in it. But it is it is two hours. And as we've already said before, there are a lot of other films in the world. Um, so on that, I'm going to go for 3.5. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it again. Um, not sure how often because it is a bit of a, a tough watch. Um, and it does, when we go to the engagement score, it does require, I think... It, it's it is, very intense. Isn't it's it? very intense. It's more. I know we compared it to John Wick and The Raid, where you can, but those films you can just kind of switch off and let it kind of wash over you because there's no there's no real levels in those films. Yeah. Uh, but this one because there is there is subtext. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you have to pull apart. I guess it's like if John Wick, but like, can I say what happens? With it? Everyone knows about the puppy, right? What the start of John yeah. Wick? Yeah. Okay. I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah. Okay. The start of the first John Wick. Yeah. It's like John Wick, but if the puppy kept dying every other seat, it's Snowpiercer. Because <laughs> I feel like John Wick, you have his words, you're like, I'm really sad, but then you kind of get over it. But if it just kept coming back, it was like, by the way, I remember when that puppy died. That was really sad, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm going to go for um, 3.5 as well with Helen. Because I think I think yeah. it should be watched again. Yeah, but also it is quite intense. Mm. And even though you, you probably will get more of the layers and a kid egg in the face. Sure. Um, yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to sit snow pierce around yeah. and yeah. have a fun Friday yeah. night. Yeah. That's what I would, I have really weird taste in comfort movies. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. It famously, uh, speaking of South Korean films, um, Starker by Park Chan-wook is my comfort movie. <laughs> That's your comfort movie? Yes. Is it the neck breaking scene? Oh, sorry, I... Not to uh, spoil another film. Oh that, that is so dark. Day, <laughs> so so dark. Getting all my covers and then you're just I like just, you're I just, just dancing. Love... You're dancing through Sainsbury's. With, I've got a gin and a tonic. Got ice in the fridge. Put on yeah. my stoker. <laughs> da, 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 da. I mean, Friday night, it's a beautiful right. film, but that is not even like in the first hundred choices of what I'd. Eating some feel pizza. like just throwing on in the background while I'm doing my oh, laundry. Something and about that scene where Nicole Kidman's like, I can't wait for life to tear you apart. <laughs> really comforts me. I'm like... Well, other people go for Rocky, that. maybe. Yeah. yeah. You're God. the best. And oh, that's that's Kid. That's also a great comfort <laughs> You're the best. Um, small screen score. Clarice. Ooh. Yeah, because I have obviously never been able to see it in the cinema because it was just never released here. So 
I, yeah, I feel like I'm missing something mm. from having only ever seen it on the small screen. But some I mean, of those fights are so amazing. It'd be great to see those on the big screen. Yeah, I think that the the, the fight in the tunnel that would be great to see on the big on the big screen. For example, I think that'd be really nice um, seeing when, it, when everything's all blacked out properly, but you can only see the the green glow. Yeah, I mean, as much as I don't want to hurt my beloved Snowpiercer, <laughs> I might have to give it a three point five because. Yeah, but you don't have any choice. So <laughs> yeah, I know. What are you, you gonna see do? It on the small screen, or you don't see it at all. Yeah, um, I'm uh, gonna follow suit on on that one with you. I'll go three point five. Helen, I'm gonna lo- go a little bit higher. So I'm gonna go for four for all those reasons, but also because it is there now. So if you have been waiting patiently since 2013, because you are not a lawbreaker. <laughs> Oh, this is awkward. Just called, yeah, Shame. It's called out Clarissa. Um, I mean, this is a kind of, I would think, you know, the, the Prince Charles, this could be a thing for them, maybe. Because it's not like Cineworld are going to pull it out and go, yeah, we're just going to show a remastered version or something like that. So yeah, four, because, um, you know, this is one of the things that Netflix does do is it takes films that you're probably didn't know about or, um, you know, got stuck in development hell and decided they were going to back them and bring them out. So, um, you know, it's there. Watch it. I'm, for the same reasons as you, well, I don't know. I'm going to go for a, a 3.1 here. Um, I think it would have been really cool to see it on the big screen um, and the kind of smarts a bit that I didn't see on the big screen. I think some of the CGI was a bit shit in it. Uh, maybe it's just 20, 2013. Do you think what the the landscapes? Yeah, so I think maybe like when the train was breaking and stuff like that. I think it just it just looked a bit ropey, but maybe it's just the the age it, the age of the film. Maybe it's, just, it's aged not so well. Um, but I think it would have been really nice because some of the sweeping landscapes and some of the scenes like that fight scene in in the dark was really cool when it just kind of lit up when the when they got all the fire torches and stuff like that. And it became like a a big thing like that. So I think it would have been really nice to see on the big screen. Um, but hey, we can't. So, but yeah, 3.1. Engagement score. Clarice. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing my... Um, yeah. It's, this is, I feel like I've hurt this movie by not giving it five across the board. Well, no. the scores are set in but stone now. It's the truth, though. <laughs> Speaking the truth. baby snowpiercer. <laughs> Adele. Uh, engagement. Uh, I mean, you've got to... You've, you have to pay attention to this uh, film... Um, which I think is a good thing. I like films that kind of demand your attention and, and kind of like, even though it's kind of all there, all the layers are there for you, you do have to think a little bit harder to to get the most out of it. So is that high engagement? That's a, yeah. yeah. If you weren't, if you weren't playing on your phone and stuff like that at the same time. Yeah, let's go, let's go 4.5. Cool. Let's do it. Helen. So you all know how much I love films that are an hour and a half. I love films. <laughs> I love but it. also you just like, if a film's good Everything. and it's two hours, you're yeah, happy with it. This, this yeah. film's two hours and six minutes. I did not notice that it was two hours and six minutes. And um, I didn't even make any notes. I was that engaged in it that um, I just was completely, I need to watch everything and take everything in. So a five. If I could give it more than a five, I would, because I was completely, what's, what's going to happen? <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I think it, it pulled me all the way through because um, lots of things did happen. Like uh, halfway through, I, was, I suddenly forgot 
that those two kids were taken away, and then, and then it became like, oh shit, what's happened to the kids? Well, you haven't re- even resolved that that side of things. And when you, when you do see the resolution of that, you're like, fucking bastards. Um, so there's a lot of things that pull you through. Um, but I guess I think it, I did kind of disengage in places because I I kind of kind of lost the track of the points of the notes that they were in those little metal pellets. So I kind of like, oh, did I miss something here? Because I thought they were just like a simple note to send to the guys at the back, but it seems like everyone's sending the notes. So what's so special about these notes? Um, so I feel like I kind of missed a few things in the film, just generally as well. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but that's going to lead to a 4.1, I think, overall, uh, for me, uh, for engagement. And that gives us an overall score of 4.10819. Yeah. Strong. Anything over a four is really good. It's bang tidy here. Um, we we reached out to the guys on Twitter uh, as we always do, and I think this is the biggest reaction we've had to a film ever. <gasps> wow! Nice. We should have a jingle ever, ever. for that. Um, and as we always do, guys, do follow us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Uh, we say we're reviewing Snowpiercer in this case um, with Adele Drover and Clarice Lou. Have you seen it? Give us your thoughts from the on-air shout-out on FlixWatcher with a five-star rating and, you know, do do us a solid with a retweet. Um, so we're going to try and chug, chug through these guys because the thing's like 20 million of them to hear. <laughs> um, Clarice, you want to take the first one? Uh, so this is from Scheitgeist. Uh, saw it on a long-haul flight. Oh, where was what international in the air? Yeah, yeah tell us. This. So saw it on a long haul flight years ago. So possibly not the ideal viewing experience. Wears its allegory on its sleeve like any B movie should. <laughs> Four choo choo trains. Nice. <laughs> uh, Dale, do you want to take the next one? All right. This is from Top Film Tip: Aboard post-apocalyptic train, underclass revolt in bug jelly scoffing hedonist. Haranging, insane acts, milly fun. Hashtag Snowpiercer. Imaginative and original SF with a transformative performance from Tilda Swinton. This is five rain clouds out of five choo-choo trains. I think it'll be five I think snow, snowstorms. Snow, sorry. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course they are. <laughs> Helen. Uh, so the next one is from the Superiority Complex and really like this one. And is that... Three and a half. Three and a half. I haven't got my glasses on, sorry. Three and a half. It makes a great double feature with Train to Busan. If he says he really likes it, but three and a half, that doesn't kind of tally. What is a film that he hates? Yeah. Or really, really likes. (laughs) Um, Clarice. This is Death by Film Podcast saying, such an imaginative treat. And if you haven't seen the Wonkaverse theories, look it up immediately. Five stars. I don't know what I know what this refers to. Please. So on YouTube, there is a video that is that theorizes that uh, Snowpiercer is a sequel, in fact, to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. It is insane. And are, yeah. are the arguments convincing? It's very convincing. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's like it's a 15 minute a clip. sequel to Willy Wonka because it was Charlie and no, the Great Glass Elevator. Just watch this. It's it's brilliant. Mm, I don't know if I'm going to be convinced. <laughs> oh, you'll be convinced. <laughs> but Willy Wonka's like pro-capitalist, isn't it? It's, it's br- like, watch this video. Come children, you run this, this company. <laughs> uh, Helen, sorry. Who was next I on think, uh, Yeah, yes. I think this is... Uh, all right, I'll take yeah. this one. I have so many questions podcast says, I just watched this on Friday. I loved it, but it's pretty weird. Didn't didn't respond to the number of stars. Oh, they shouldn't get a shout out if they oh. don't give stars uh, or emojis. Give stars. Helen. Um, so this is from Sudden Double Deep. 
Snowpiercer boasts the greatest Chris Evan performance. Admits a wealth of awesome performances. Bong John, who is a master at work here. And then we've got, I can't even see what those little five shoes. Five shoes out of five. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Clarice. Uh, this is Cooking with Grief podcast. I wasn't as into it as most, but the ending really elevated it. Still thought it was good though. And it's three and a half. Uh, would have recommended it, but wouldn't, oh, would and have recommended it, but wouldn't personally call it a must-see. And then there's another link to this Willy Wonka thing. Oh yeah. my God, it's so it's such a great fan Okay, theory. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> um, Adele. Okay, this is from Stephen saying... <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. This says, the moment I started to take notice of Chris Evans, simply yet effective storytelling, brilliant scenes too. A solid four. I'm always pushing this for people to watch. Yes. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Still got only three more, I, I think. Yeah. We've missed one out as well. No. Do we not? Okay. Uh, so we're we on... Uh, Graham, Graham Hall. Hall. Oh, I, I can't read this. It's four stars, isn't it? Yeah. They're really tiny on our screen. Based on the French graphic novel, a wonderfully realised parable for class struggle, channeled through a post-apocalyptic train carrying what remains of mankind from economy class to the first class train carriages. Nice. Did he give stars? Oh, he did at the start. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Graham. Okay, so the last couple here, guys. Thanks again for the... I think it's, it there's is... There's a the, lot of love. There's this a lot, is, of, lot of responses here for Snowpiercer. Uh, yeah, Clarice. Uh, so this is from Being Graphic. Definitely a five-star film. Snowpiercer is probably Evans's best role. The story is creative, inspiring, and oddly satisfying in ways our brain didn't know it could be. <laughs> oh, your brain didn't know. It's not a collective R. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oddly satisfying in ways your brain didn't know it could be. It speaks subtle messages of unfairness in society, hope, and struggle, where there are no heroes, just survivors. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and this comes from Firestarters Podcast. I only watched it because at Cooking with Grief said it's a sequel to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I ended up really liking the film and was just looking forward to see what was waiting further ahead on the train. Four stars from me. And the last one to Helen. Jean Parmesan. Watched it last night. Four stars. The dystopian themes of the film made it made for thought-provoking viewing. I was completely gripped and sucked into the world of the story. Excellent performances from a fantastic cast. Would recommend the movie to others. Fantastic. Wow, really good comments there. Yeah. And got- interesting, like, they're all going, like, Chris Evans' best performance. So what did we... What's your Chris Evans' best performance? Oh, it's got to be Captain America, hasn't it? Yeah, but which one? Just collectively. <laughs> no, you've got you 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 to pick a whole film. body of... Yeah, Marvel of course you've got to pick one. I think, I'm thinking Winter Soldier. That's the correct answer. Because Civil War is not really Captain America. It's more like a Avengers interim, isn't it? Mm. I'm thinking Winter Soldier. Or is it Endgame because he was the saddest? <laughs> <laughs> and he had a beard. Mm, not an Endgame. Oh, he shaved it off, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did like his... so sad. Spoiler. He shaved his beard. So sad. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler with the beard's gone. <laughs> it's in the trailer. Yeah, it's on the poster. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, guys. Can you tell us where we can find you uh, online and then we'll sign off and say thanks to Jasper and the rest of the guys. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure on the podcast it'll tell you how to spell my name, but you can use it to find me on Twitter and Instagram and also That Don Movie Show on YouTube. 
And you can uh, see more from me uh, over on my YouTube channel, which is Roll Credits, or you can find more on my website, which is www.rollcredits.net. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks very much for listening, guys. Please don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us your five-star review and do follow us on social media. We are at FlitzWatcherPod on Twitter. Special thanks to our awesome editor, Brendan Russell, for making this episode sound so sweet. And thanks to the mighty people for the tunes you can hear.